Hey, what's going on, CamCast? It's Cam here. Got another fun and exciting episode for you guys. Uh, we're actually going to be talking NBA Awards 2021. We're going to break down every single award from MVP, most improved player, even executive of the year for whatever reason. Um, it was too much for one person, so I brought out my good buddy, Ethan Valtierra. Uh, we're going to talk to you about you know, all the different awards, like I said, all the players that we think are deserving, some of the sleepers. We're going to get into some other talk. And we're just going to be, uh, you know, talking a lot about the NBA, the upcoming playoffs, the season as a whole. And, you know, really good, strong pod, a uh, lot of fun, pretty long, pretty lengthy. So it's good for a car drive or anything like that. Um, it's available on all platforms. If so, if you're listening on Spotify, check it out on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, check it out on Spotify if you're driving. So you can do that anywhere. And as always, make sure you're following on CamCast on Instagram, you guys. That's cam.cast, K-A-M.K-A-S-T. Um, I really appreciate all the support I've been getting the last month or so, last couple months. The channel's growing. I'm getting a lot more followers, a little bit more engaged in everything that's been going on. And it's honestly been a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying it. And um, I just want to thank everybody who's been able to, you know, share and like and subscribe the pod. It means a lot for me. It makes me want to continue to keep doing this because I love talking about sports and movies and, you know, pop culture and all that stuff. So if you want to continue to get on the conversations, Keep doing it. I'm not going to fucking stop you. You know, do your thing. Come and join me. Let's talk. Um, but without further ado, NBA Awards. Who is the MVP of 2021 season? And everything else, guys. All right, let's go. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We have a fun and exciting episode of the NBA Awards 2020-2021, and it's too much for one person to handle, so I went ahead and brought my good buddy Ethan Valtier on board for a second time. Ethan, thank you for running it back with me. You ready to do this? Yes, do it. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Anytime. You know, it's, uh, I, I thought about doing this really this week, and I was like, man, you know, I, I got to get Ethan back on the pod, especially because of, uh, you know, the Westbrook, uh, Westbrook and the Wizards, you know, <laughs> made the AC today, so... In honor of your Westbrook love and admiration and my disdain, I thought it'd be good to fuse two ideas together for this pod. Russ, we trust. You'll be surprised to hear what I have to say about Russ later on in the episode then, man. I hope it's good things because I don't want to have to break up our friendship. Oh, no. it's Yeah, we don't don't want that. It's been been cultivating and brewing for a good, what, 20 years, something like that? Probably 15. I don't know. It's It's a long number. So for those of you listening and those of you watching, we're going to break this down pretty simply. We're going to go down each of the categories. We're going to give you our thoughts. We're going to break down some of the stuff we actually think is important to break down. And, you know, if you have any comments, you think that you agree with any of our picks, go ahead and let us know. Um, And for the first award, we're going to start off with executive of the year. Ethan, who do you got? Um, So this one, uh, it didn't really take much thought for me. I'm going with James Jones of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, uh, what he did getting Chris Paul, uh, I feel like elevated them aside from, you know, just individual growth of, you know, guys like Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, uh, campaign has turned into a good rotational guard. Uh, but you know, adding Chris Paul obviously is huge and elevates everybody around you, uh, getting a guy like Jay Crowder and, uh, you know, continuing to develop the talent that you already have on the team. I felt it was right to, to give it to James Jones and, uh, behind him. Uh, just a couple honorable mentions. I have Scott Perry of the Knicks and uh, John Horst of the, of the Bucks. Uh, Scott Perry, obviously, uh, 
he helped position the the Knicks into getting to the four seed. And obviously, being, bringing on Leon Rose to New York has some something to do with that too. Yeah, they finally stopped signing five power forwards for their team, and they got a bunch of players and guards now for one time. And Taj Gibson, uh, yeah, always seems <laughs> you uh, you never uh, you don't watch a team for two months and then you look up and Taj Gibson starting for them. It's it's uh, it's strange. It's yeah, definitely strange. But I've, you know the the Emmanuel quickly pick uh, trading in the middle of the season for D Rose, which I feel like genius. Kind of, for a steal season oh yeah he got him for nothing and he's been balling out all season oh yeah and you know guys like Nerlens Noel and uh Reggie Bullock staying yeah. forward and Nerlens was I think second or third in blocks this season per game which is impressive yeah he had a really good year he's a really good defensive anchor um you know to surround guy you know Julius Randall obviously taking the leap he had oh of course uh, yeah, of course but uh but yeah um th- those are my picks uh James Jones leading the way so uh just curious to hear what you got so I only had one guy for this one, and it's not because of really what the team kind of did during uh, the season, because they weren't really particularly good this season. Um, <clears throat> all right, so so my executive of the year, like I said, it's not like based off of, you know, how good the team did this season, because they weren't very good. They had their main star was down, and, you know, they finished pretty deep, deeply like low in the West. But it's got to be Sam Presti for me. What he was able to do getting so many different draft picks while also finding a couple of amazing gems like uh, Alexei Pokashevsky, that skinny seven-footer. I'm a big Poku guy, man. He, I had him in fantasy, and, and he was great. He's fun to watch. He has no idea that he, he doesn't – he's not aware that he's not the star on his team. And they have Lou Dort, who I'm a fan of. They have uh, Moses Brown, all these young random guys, and then they have like 17 draft picks in the next four years. I think what they were able to do – I know – Poku's great. What is he? He's seven foot, like 190. and Soaking wet. He runs pick and rolls and he yeah. has to get to his body. I like Poku. He's great. I love Poku. <laughs> he, has, he is not afraid of anything. I love Poku. Man. And they got him like, I think, 17th pick overall in the draft or something like that. But I like what – I honestly like what Sam Presti did. It's hard. He got value for pieces the last couple of years that a lot – like he got five picks from Paul, from Paul George last year, right? He's gotten a lot of picks and a lot of things for players. You wouldn't – he got an uh, – you know, he, he traded Dennis Schroeder away and got a pick for him. He traded Denny Green and got another pick for Danny Green. It's just it, – you know, it's just he was able to get picks from everyone. And so I think for that reason, longevity-wise, I think that he, for me, is the executive year. But I like your case for the Knicks GM and the Bucks GM because the Bucks basically fleeced the Pelicans and got Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like – my, you know what my I mean? concern, yeah, I was concerned when that trade originally went down because you know Drew was on an expiring contract. He's, yeah, uh, you know he's obviously not obviously, but you know he's he's probably in his physical prime. But I mean he's not much more room for improvement on his game. But he's obviously an amazing player, amazing defender, can score yeah. at will at all three levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but they signed him long term. They got him for another four years. Uh, he's clearly uh, an upgrade from Bledsoe. And, Bledsoe's uh, garbage. He gives him a lot more. Just, you know, he's, he has not been good. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, and, you know, with adding some shooting around them, they got some guys off the bench. They got to bring forwards, added Bobby Portis, who could have been a course six man of the year or maybe just an honorable mention on the tail end of that. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely had a good offseason, and it's, it's worked out to their advantage. Yeah, I actually – I don't dislike the Bucks GM pick. What's his name again? I don't want to disrespect him. John Horst. John Horst. I actually like that one. I think that they're, 
I don't know if they're better than last year, but I think that he he I think Drew Holiday is an obvious upgrade from from Eric Bledsoe. I really do think that. And they were able to keep Giannis, able to re-sign Drew, so and re-sign Chris Middleton. You know, it's they're not going to win anything this year. They might not ever win anything, but I think that that's a fair pick for for GM of the year. So I'm I'm cool with your or for executive. So I'm cool with that one from that. Um, are you are you are you good with that one? Or did you like the next GM better? Um, I think overall, just because of the season the Knicks had, I think I would, I'd go I'd go with the Knicks. Um, I'm cool with that. That's fair. That's fair. But all things considered, I think I just I lean James Jones just because of the success that the the Suns had this year, and you know, it yeah, had to do with their offseason moves. And yeah, that's true. Seemed like a very good fit. They all played very well together. They complement each other's games. So. Honestly, the undervalued signing for or addition, I'm not sure how they acquire this guy, but Jay Crowder, everywhere he goes, teams just seem to win. He's just one of those guys. He, with the Celtics, they were winning. With the Grizzlies, they were winning. Heat, they were winning. You know, he's just, he's one of those glue guys that a team really needs. And I think that having him there brings a level of toughness and a level, you know, that they didn't really have him and Chris Paul combined. So I, I, I like the James Jones one. So we'll go ahead and move into coach of the year now. I'll go first on this one. For me, it's pretty cut and dry. I got a couple options here. Quinn Snyder was an option for me. Monty Williams was an option. But it's clear, it's Tom Thibodeau. It's Tom Thibodeau. It's easy. It's Tom Thibodeau. I'm going to tell you why. I got stats here. You think you like stats? I got stats I for you. Stats. I'm a big stat guy. Yeah, big stat guy. All right, so the Knicks, the last five seasons, they had a 39 win percentage, 38, 35, 20, 31. This year, they have a 57 win percentage. Fourth in the East, 41 and 31. He plays seven, eight guys, all high minutes, turned Julius Randle into a potential MVP candidate. They were, he was that good this year. And it takes a lot for me to say Julius Randle was good. The man has me blocked on Instagram for the last four years. So for me, it's Tom Thibodeau. He really transformed. Like that team on paper is not good. And he made them good. You know what I mean? Well, I would say not good is a bit of a stretch. They, they're a bunch of mid-level guys who – you're not going to, you know, I, I'm not sure. They're, they're just, they're good players. They're just not guys you would expect to, to fit. So yeah, they're starting good. Reggie Bullock and Taj Gibson, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's a bunch of, it's it's an island of misfit toys, but he's such a good coach, and the culture they have there is so positive now. He nurtured that and made it, like, yeah. you know, just one. If you watch those guys play, they love playing together. He seems to bring out the right amount of toughness in them. Uh, he does. He's always been known as like that kind of just old school kind of yep. grit and grind guy. You're going to yep. play 48 minutes for him, even if your leg is falling off. Um, and he has the right guys on his team to to pull that off. And they seem to really embrace that yeah. culture. And yeah, I, I was skeptical of the, the signing at first just because he didn't really have much success the years prior, you know, in Minnesota and yeah, uh, the, the tail end of his, his stint with the Bulls and, um, yeah, I mean, he, for me, he was my, my number two guy. Uh, number two. Who's your number yeah. one? Uh, I'm staying with the Suns, and I'm going Monty Williams. I, I can't disagree with that. That's another good pick. I mean, they were, they're the two, they're about to get swept in the first round though. I mean, <laughs> I can't Lakers, Lakers in five, I'll, Lakers I'll in five. five. Yeah. I'll give it Lakers in five, but, but not he, Monty Williams is a great coach. And we saw it last year in the bubble when they went eight and oh, and you know, we're very close to being the eighth seed and playing the Lakers in. Yeah, and I um, last year, um, if DeAndre Ayton never gets suspended for you know that the PED testing. Oh, don't don't even remind me, bro. I had him in fantasy. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up old uh, that and John Collins too. They both the only yeah, two guys that got suspended a lot two years ago. I had them both. 
but whatever that was yeah but no but no you're you're 100 right though uh Aiton's never going to be like a powerful presence in the paint but he's a good player he he's really is his his awareness on defense his presence on defense has just grown a lot this year I yeah think before he, you know his first year year and a half in the league he was a somewhat incompetent defender that you, you he was. was a liability and now he's just he's solid he knows where to be he makes the rotations yeah score uh yeah he seems to be it's a good shooter that, that, oh yeah he's a good shooter. surprisingly good shooter that Chris Paul being there is, is helped elevate his game operation, not just oh, yeah. but just the paint in general. He honestly reminds me of a, a poor man's Tim Duncan. He's got that skill set, that kind of demeanor and stuff yeah. like that. Um, he'll never, obviously, I'm not saying he's Tim Duncan. I'm just no, saying yeah. he reminds me of Tim Duncan a little bit, like a, a like I said, a poor man's version. But yeah. no, I'm, if either one of those guys wins coach of the year, I'm not going to be upset. I think those are the two most deserving guys is Thibodeau and Monty Williams. I think they were great this year. I would just, just some quick stats for sure. Monty. Um, the, the Suns this year, they're fifth in offensive rating at uh, 117.2. That's 117.2 points per 100 possessions, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that's Chris Paul, rating. too. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Chris and, Paul. And they're ninth in defensive rating, which um, they got amazing defenders on those wings. They have some good defenders. Uh, Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges, I think, is going to be a monster in the future. His offense. I'll be I'll be talking about him in a, in a later on in this pod for sure. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, we seem to be on the same page, and that's awesome. There you go. This is this is rare for the pod. Can't wait to disagree with you on something. I'm here for it. All right, <laughs> rookie of, rookie of the year. There are, for me. There okay for you. There's only two options, right? There's two, but there's a third guy. There's a third guy. Just, yes. He, Crazy he, good. Really Fun to watch. Uh, Who's the third? The third guy for me is Halliburton. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Halliburton's great. He's he's so good. He reminds me of Jason Kidd, like a lot of Jason Kidd. He's what he's what we wanted Lonzo to be. Yeah, he's exactly what we wanted Lonzo to be. He's so smart. His skill set yeah. is just he's already. How did they get him like twelfth in that draft? I remember when we did the draft recap, we were like, "Hey, this guy, that's like he should be higher than that." You know? Yeah. Uh. I, He's, he's he's his shot is still awkward, but it clearly doesn't matter. He no, it goes in. He can shoot off the dribble. You know, spot up shooting does not matter. He is great coming off the screens with the ball. In oh, the he's great. He can make great. He can make plays. He finds the open man. He, you know, you, you know what's crazy is two years ago him and Tht were teammates at Iowa State and they couldn't make it to the tournament. That's insane, right? Yeah. Imagine all that length, all that talent. Like that's that's unbelievable. Okay, so the top two guys. I was tossing and turning. I was going back and forth because LaMelo started out strong, like really strong, and then he got injured. And then as soon as he got injured, Anthony Davis blew up. Davis. And uh, excuse me, Anthony Edwards. I don't know <laughs> yes, why I want to say Anthony Davis. Davis. Good. Breaking news here on the Yeah, breaking news. The brow is good. Uh <laughs> no. Nah. But no, Anthony Edwards after he had that dunk on Yute Watanabe of the Raptors, oh which was insane, by the way. Probably one of the best in-game dunks I've ever seen. He, he just started getting more confidence, and he's got some – he might be – this season he might have been the best post-game interviewer ever. Like, everything this kid he's says so is amazing. Game of basketball. He's, he's amazing. So I, I love every time he's on screen, give that guy a mic. He's just going to be saying some random shit, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> like, the one, the one guy that was Irish that was talking, and he's like – Oh, yeah. Wait, like what, what? Yeah, he's like, actually, what would you learn to talk like that? <laughs> that shit was – so, long story short – I still couldn't put Anthony Edwards as my as my rookie of the year. I had to give it to LaMelo because 
as good as Anthony Edwards was, when LaMelo was on the court, the Hornets won games. Yeah. And he was put – it's not like – their stats were pretty comparable, right? I think Edwards was at, like, 19 points per game, you know, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, uh, LaMelo was at, what, 15, six and six, mm-hmm. right, with an amazing three-point percentage, which was surprising. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I – I was leaning LaMelo the whole season. He got hurt. I still yeah. think if LaMelo would have missed the entirety of the, uh, you know, from when he got hurt to the end of the season, I still think I would have had him. Uh, me too. Had, me too. Yeah. Just, I think he wowed me more. Yeah. He's really yeah. good. He's, he's not only offensively, he's so smart. Oh my God. He, he gets into passing lanes. He's, yeah. He's, he's got quick hands. He, you know, he, his, his ability to see things happen before they actually happen is just, off oh, the charts. it's, He's got all the intangibles. Yeah. And he's fun. And he does like those crazy. Also, I think that the, uh, that was it, is it Eric Scott, the announcer for the Hornets? Eric Collins. Eric Collins. Yeah, no, you're right. It's Eric Collins. He does an amazing job of calling those games. We need to get him and and Del Curry to be the, the, uh, the announcers for the playoff games. He's amazing. I love that. He's that. absolutely amazing. He gets no he gets me hyped for, uh, for Miles Bridges and Lamelo. No, Miles. <laughs> I I I now I get excited every time I hear Miles Miles Bridges' name. I think of just of, of Eric Collins. Just Miles Bridges. It's it's fantastic. But no, so we're in agreement that he's rookie of the year. Lamelo is. Mm-hmm. Man, what's and going I, on, Ethan? I mean, we're agreeing either, too much, man. I don't like this. This but is fun. It, it could have gone either way. Uh, uh, it, honestly, got it too. I, I wouldn't be mad if he wins it. No, nah, I wouldn't either because I really like Anthony Edwards. I think he's a great player. He's got a good future in the league. And we, I was wrong about him. I thought he was going to be a bust. I didn't think he'd be a bust. I think he would. I thought he would still be a good player. I didn't think he would be off to as good of a start as he. Was. I didn't think he'd be this ready. He is fearless. Yeah, <laughs> he I love it. Not, uh, yeah. I mean, I love Minnesota it. got a good one with him. They got a good him one. Yeah, I, developing a good chemistry. And, and yeah, he's got to get rid of D'Angelo. He doesn't fit there. Uh, I, he kind of he kind of carved out a little niche for himself at, at the end. Of the I, I wish I, I yeah, I, no, I, I think there's some sort of value in in either keeping him or trading him and, and maybe finding some pieces that fit better. I also think Minnesota had a uh, with Jason McDaniels. Uh, I really liked him. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. And uh, their backup point guard, Jordan McLaughlin, which is always fun to see. Yeah, nice to see yeah. an IE native. I know. You, know. you guys played against him. I, I played against him and coached against him. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Most improved player, for me, it's easy, Julius Randle. It's not even close. Uh, it, and it's just because his mentality changed this year. It wasn't necessarily like his stats went way off the charts, which they did. I mean, he improved by five points per game. But his percentages were a lot better. He went from 27% from threes to 41, which is, like, substantial with taking two more threes per game. Like, that's not nothing. And he got better. I know. So, for me, he's the most improved. He led a Knicks team to the fourth seed. Um, But I have have a couple honorable mentions. One of them is – who's the kid on the Raptors? Skinny kid, Chris Boucher. Boucher, He's one of them. Chris Boucher, he's one of them. Um, and I would probably have to say Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges. That'd be my third one. Yeah. I, I, we got to stop agreeing. This is no fun. I know. It's all right. We'll, 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 we'll see. Oh, you do? But, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously leading the Knicks their first time in playoffs in what, seven years, eight years. Yeah. Uh, leading yeah. to a four seed you know, with the numbers he's been putting up. But I know. Uh, 
behind him, I, I also think Jeremy Grant can get some love with that award as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good good take. Yeah. I was I was really confused at the money he got from Detroit. Uh, and I, I wasn't really sure if he was worth $20 million a year, but he clearly proved Turns it. out he might be undervalued. He seems more comfortable, you know, with the ball in his hands, leading, yeah. the, leading the offense. And, uh, you know, he, he seems to get to his spots pretty well. Uh, Jeremy Grant, he, he took a big leap, bigger than I think I expected or anyone expected. I'm not, I'm not really sure what I expected from him in Detroit, but, um, you know, I still don't really see him as a, as a number one option. Yeah. I think he'd be more no. number two or number three. Yeah. Um, just, you know, he, he lacks the, the, atten- the, the, the attention that defenses give number one options. He kind of lacks that ability to, to make the people around him better. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, going from what, 12 points a game to 20 plus, uh, yeah, and still an amazing defender, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and I mean, his his defense is going to take a little bit of, uh, of a dip when you you know when you take on more of an offensive load. Of course, yeah. Your energy levels are only so high. But I mean, the, if the the Pistons ever get in the playoffs again, and he's still around, he'll he'll be a, a fine piece for them. Um, and then I, I had to throw in a little bit of more, a little bit more. Um, this this hurts me. I got to give a, a Celtic a little bit of love, but Jalen Brown. Uh, you know, I really, really like Jalen Brown as a player. So much. I like I like Tatum as well, but I really like Jalen Brown, man. He's he's such a good player. He's a good player. He seems like a really good dude too, which I really appreciate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you when you can when you know these athletes are just you can tell they're good people. It makes you want to root for them more. That's how I see it, at least. You know what I mean? He just seems like an overall good dude. All right. Well. Yeah, but they're just they're they're Danny Ainge is such an incomp in, in, in a, a a horrible GM. He makes all the wrong moves, signed Cam for a bunch of money, and now they're going to be you know they're just, they're a mess. Terrible. They're they're terrible. So we have Julius Randle most improved six men. All right, I think we're going to finally get into a little bit of this. Go for it. You go first. <sighs> I got Joe Ingles of the Utah. Okay. Jets. Okay. Um, I don't dislike uh, that, by the way. Yeah, I feel so. I think the the consensus around you know uh, the six man conversation is leaning more towards Jordan Clarkson, which I think is. I have I have Jordan Clarkson. I, I, I like Jordan a lot. He is clearly a, the perfect spark plug, spark plug off the bench. He'll he'll score at will. Um, you know he, he's streaky, but that's what you get from a guy like him. He's high volume. Yeah, I mean he's scoring eighteen points per game this season, which is his career high too. You know. Yeah. And we always knew we had it in him years ago. Oh, yeah. Joe Ingles, though. I mean, 12 points a game, three and a half rebounds a game, 4.7 assists. He, I think he broke the record for uh, highest true shooting percentage in uh, one full season. Yeah. He's shooting 45% from three, 49% from the field, and 84% from the line. He's, he's just a smart – he's a player you want on your team and you hate to play against him. He's that yeah, type of he, dude. He's not – he doesn't look like an athlete. He's not – you know, he's no, built. he's not. He uh, looks like a plumber. Fancy. Yeah, honestly, he does. Looks like a plumber with an with amazing form on his jumper. <laughs> the, 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 the only thing that I would poke a hole in your argument, because I, I, I don't dislike your pick. I think he started too many games. I think that's the only reason why I wouldn't give him six man, because he started 30 games out of 67. So almost half of his games were as a starter. Um, that's the only reason why I wouldn't give him six man, because uh, Clarkson's only started one game. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that's but the I, that's literally the only reason why. But yeah. but at the same time, Lamar won six man of the year starting, I believe, twenty or thirty games. So yeah, I, I think you have to consider, you know, 
it's still a season amid a pandemic and there there's injuries and you know the short turnaround on the season so he did have to you know they did have to plug him into the starting lineup a lot yep uh, no i agree because of covid protocols so um, yeah, the, and the Jazz guy hit pretty hard with it, too. Yeah. So, I think the Jazz and the Magic guy hit the most with it, if I'm not mistaken. Mavericks got it pretty much. Memphis. Memphis also. Memphis yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I don't dislike your pick. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, it, the, the Jazz were just a, you know, a good team all year. They had a lot of good pieces, so I can understand why they had two. I didn't really have any other options for six man, to be I honest. Got, I got two of them. What do you got? Uh, I got Jalen Brunson of the Mavericks, and uh, I got to okay. get the D-Rose. Yeah, D Rose. I forgot D Rose. Yeah, yeah. I I could see that one. I'm um, yeah. Honestly, if he won it, I think it'd be. Deserved. I think Clarkson's gonna win it, but I could see a situation in which D Rose wins it too. Yeah, I, I think I think just based off of media talking points and things like that, people are gonna lean Clarkson because the numbers on paper are just you know. Yeah, he. I mean, he had a great season. He had a great his but, his percentages were good and yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, All right, I mean, Jalen Brunson, 12 and a half points, three and a half rebounds, three and a half. Assists. Just another Villanova guard, dude. Those guys just go in there. Yeah. They play really good. They come from a great system coached by Jay Wright. As much as it pains me to say that because of 2017 when they – you're. I don't even have to say it. You already know. You can, you can move uh, on. No, I don't know. Yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. So defensive player of the year. This one was simple for me. Okay. I cannot give this award to Rudy Gobert because he gets baked by every single guard. So I'm going to give it to the one guy this season besides another player, which I'll, which is my honorable mention, who can guard all five positions. It's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is defensive player of the year. He just is. He's the best defender on the court at all times. The reason why Ben Simmons plays so much is because he's a great defender. He can't score, right? He's not a good shooter. He's out there because he's amazing on defense. He plays hard every single possession. And for, you know, for an all-NBA type player, which I'm not saying he is, but he's, he's an all-star every year, you know, since like, you know, the last three, four years. He plays hard. Like, he, like he's the last guy grinding it out on the bench, and I admire that about him. He plays I, defense hard, dude. Oh, yeah. And my honorable mention is Bam Adebayo because I love Bam Adebayo. That's another guy that guards all five positions. Yep. Yeah, I, um, I also have Ben. Um, he's just – he can pick up your smallest, quickest point guard and not yep. skip a beat. And yep. he can switch onto a, a big man and hold his own in the post. He's so physically gifted. He's a menace in passing lanes. He yep. Is, you know, he can jump from, you know, he could be on the perimeter and cloud, help cloud the paint and yep. throw a shot back into the stands. And, you know, he's, 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 um, he's amazing defensively. Um, if, if he does not win it this year, they might as well just call it the best center in the league award. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what it all – that's because this is Ben Simmons' award this year. He was so good defensively this year. He's a main reason why – you know, the Sixers are uh, top seed in the East. Yeah. He just mean, is. Yeah, obviously, rim protection matters, which is why I think Rudy Gobert is in the conversation every year. Uh, I have him. He does, he does alter a lot of shots, though, not yes. just blocks. He yes. alters a ton. Yeah. But yeah. he can't guard guards yeah. or rim forwards. Protection, rim protection includes altering shots and, you know, making guys think twice. Uh, you see a lot, of, a lot of guys get into the paint and end up kicking the ball out because you know, it looks like they might have a layup, but they see Rudy standing around the rim. Yeah, but dude's fucking seven three. He can touch the he can touch the uh, the rim without jumping like Boban, yeah. you know. Yeah, but versatility matters. I mean, you could we call him Senor COVID. <laughs> Best defender. He shut down the entire Best, league, the whole league, and the and the world, dude. All right, so let's get into the the defensive teams. We won't go too much in depth on these ones. We'll just we'll give each other our first teams. We'll talk briefly about it, 
and then we'll give our second teams and then we'll talk about it as a whole. So you want to give your first team first? Go ahead. Yep. So uh, at the guard positions, uh, they still have it broken down, two guards, two forwards, and a center. So at the guard positions, I have okay. Ben Simmons. I have Jimmy Butler. Uh, my forward spots, I have Giannis and Bam. And at center, I have uh, Rudy Gobert. Okay. Uh, it, it pained me to put Rudy first team. I would have put him B first team, but just I feel like games played is such a huge factor. I completely agree, and that's the reason why I did it too. Because yeah. Embiid's a better defender this year because he can guard more people than Rudy can. But Rudy didn't miss a game, mm-hmm. except for a couple with, with load management. So I have Rudy as center. I have my uh, I have Ben Simmons. I have Drew Holiday, Bam Adebayo, and Draymond Green. The reason why I have Draymond Green in there, the Warriors' defense the last two months was amazing. And a lot of that is because of what Draymond Green does team defensively. Draymond is an amazing defender still. So uh, good defender. He, he, he's another guy guards all five positions. He was guarding Anthony Davis last night and yeah, doing and, well on him. And he's, he's so smart. He, sees, mm-hmm. he, he calls out plays as they're happening. And he's, I, don't, I honestly don't think he gets enough credit for how smart of a basketball player he is. He does. I think it's be, he does. I, and he's, he's a very, very smart basketball player. He is. Uh, you know, it's fun to make jokes about him. which It, it is. A lot of players like his that, backpack shooting and all that, but he's a smart yeah. basketball player. He's so smart. I mean, his, his offense has taken a big dip. He he's just of course he's mainly out there just to facilitate now and set good screens and things like that. Yeah. And he's, he's cool he with that. Lost a step. Yeah. No. He has not and he, lost a step. he has not lost a step. Uh, all right, second team, go for it. Uh, so my guards, I have Drew. Okay. Uh, my second guard is a little bit of a surprise because I'm not sure how I feel about this. Uh, at my forwards, I have Draymond, uh, Mikel Bridges, and then nice center. I have uh, MB. Uh, okay. Now my second. That's close. Spot. My second guard spot. I'm, I'm not. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. I have a. Uh, I have Matisse Thybul. That's who I got. Dude, we're. Matisse Thybul is an amazing defender. He's okay. I'm gonna. I'll give you. I'll give you mine. I have Joel Embiid, Mikel Bridges, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jimmy Butler, and Matisse Thybul. That's yeah. my five. Yeah. Dude, Matisse Thybul is amazing defensively. That's why he's out he's there. He can't awesome. shoot. He, he's a dog out there. Between him and Beaton Simmons, that's why the Sixers were so good. And then Green also. Defense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Which, you know, that's not nothing. Is, yeah, yeah. I mean, he only plays, I think it's 20 minutes a game, but his per 36 numbers are outrageous. And Insane. I think he averages five he averages, total blocks dude, and steals per 36. In fantasy basketball, I would pick him up every once in a while when I needed steals. <laughs> Just because he went there, like, every once in a while, he'd go up for three or four it's, and, like, a couple sure blocks. Thing. Every time. It was a sure thing, dude. But no, that's that's dude. It's we're very insane. We, we didn't even talk about any of this before we did it. This is kind of do funny. You have any, do you have any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Um, you know what's funny is if LeBron had played the full season, I would have put LeBron on he there. Would have been in an all defensive team. I would have put LeBron in there for sure. He was playing amazing defensively to start the season. Yep. Uh, isn't it funny how we don't put Paul George or Kawhi in there anymore? Because they were locks for years. They were and. You know, it's not to say they're bad defenders now. It's just they're nowhere. They take too many games off. What they're talked to, yeah. And yeah, they take too many games off. Big, yeah. Um, I mean, they're not they're not liabilities at all. No, they're not. Not at all. They're, not they're at still going to hold their own. But they're, of course, they're just not the the kind of perimeter monsters that they were before. And yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of that they the Clippers are. I don't think they're they're taking the regular season as serious as other teams are. Which well, they tanked the last two games so they wouldn't have to be on the same side of the bracket. Yeah, pussies. <laughs> Just absolute bitches. Do you talk uh, about being in your head, man? It's all right. They'll, they'll lose in the second absolutely. round anyways. Uh, I, had, I had a couple honorable mentions. LeBron. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Um, also, OG Ananobi. Uh, but his, Big OG Ananobi fan. 
He another just another guy who came down the game. Yeah, played. he didn't have a lot of games under his belt. Not enough not games played. That. I mean, he was good enough to make those teams, but I mean, the games played could have been pushed aside if he had been, you know, better. Yeah, yeah. When you're playing the level he is, but um, Miles Turner as well. Um, yeah, I thought I was going to put him in if he didn't get injured. The problem is he's not a good defender. He's really not. He's just a good shot blocker. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, he's good. If he had played the full season, I would have put him in second team for sure. Yeah, that's why. That's why I think he's more of an honorable mention. He's he's good on paper. Uh, he's a good shot blocker, but uh, and he he alters shots at the end. I got another one. I had two, both from the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, okay. and you're gonna laugh, but this is true. T.J. McConnell. No, T.J. McConnell's amazing. T.J. McConnell's an amazing he's defender. <laughs> he's a he is annoying as hell. He had a game where he had ten steals, dude. Yeah. That's not by accident. Like, that's just – oh, dude, that's that's tough. But, no, he, he was not – if there was a third team, he would have been on it for sure. I couldn't put him again above Matisse or any of those guys. I just I couldn't. There should be a, an honorary spot for uh, Alex Caruso just because he's – Dude, I thought about putting him on there too. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to go for what I think is actually going to get the win, you know, in terms of, like, if we predict this shit correctly. Caruso is such an amazing one-on-one -on -one and team defender. He's so – he, so I mean, he, he did so good against Curry. Curry still had 37. He was outrageous last night. Which is why if the, the Warriors win tomorrow, the Jazz are in trouble. Because they're, in, they're in deep shit because <laughs> the Warriors are playing good. They look good last oh, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just – I can't wait till Clay comes back. Jesus, oh, the NBA misses Clay. Basketball needs him. Yeah, basketball needs it. Love Clay. He's just a meme. All right. So, that was fun. I like that. So, the rookie teams, we can just kind of blow through this one pretty quick. Yeah. So, go ahead. Give your first team. Uh, first team, uh, Lamelo, obviously. Yep. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese mm -hmm. Halliburton. Uh, mm -hmm. I have Jay Sean Tate and, and yep. Isaiah Stewart rounding it. I up. have the same exact top five. Oh my god! <laughs> same exact top five. So I'll go for my second team. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, Cole Anthony. Okay. Sadiq Bay. Okay. Cole. Uh, why did I put Cole Anthony twice? I don't have a fifth one then. Okay. Um. Oh, I meant to put. Oh, I ha I know who it was. That's how I meant to put. So Cole Anthony, Sadiq Bay, Emmanuel quickly. Alexi Pokashevsky. I got to put Poku in there. And right. he didn't play the full season, but the last two months of the season, he was outrageous. He was on my fantasy team. Kenyon Martin Jr. KJ Martin is Kenyon good. Martin Jr. is, he is good. good. He has, I think, more bounce than his dad had, which is saying something. Oh, He's got yeah. a clean He's jumper, good defender. He plays angry, which I love. Mm -hmm. So I was a big fan of his. And in a, in a weak you know, draft class, I had to put him in there. He yeah. played so good. We we have some some differences on this one. So I okay. have uh, I have Emmanuel quickly. Uh, of course. Bay. Yep. Uh, Desmond Bain. I like that one for on Grizzlies. Desmond Bain. Uh, I have Jaden McDaniels and then Xavier Tillman. Yeah, yeah. Jaden. I should. I thought about McDaniel's too. I thought those. I mean, honestly, those aren't bad. The second team for rookie this year was tough. There yeah. just weren't that many good rookies. It was like the top three and then just a drop off. You I don't know? think it was the. I don't think it was a matter of not many good. I think there was just so many who were at similar levels. Cause yeah, a, that's a that's good, a lot of good. That's fair. That's fair. I uh, agree with that. Because Tyrese Maxey is even an uh, an option. Yeah, I have him uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. So I have just to name off a few. I have sure. him. Uh, I have Cole Anthony. Uh, yep. uh, Isaac Okoro. Uh, Isaac Okoro surprised me actually. Yeah, he's he pretty decent. On, he came on late in the season. He looks. Yeah, he's he pretty decent. Like he be a solid player. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty decent. Kiki. Um, oh yeah, for the Magic. Yeah, yeah. He was drafted last year, and he missed his whole rookie season. 
So yeah. it's technically is his rookie season. He was, he was pretty good. I liked him. Yeah. I think he's Florida uh, State, if I'm not correct. One guy who we, we kind of spent 10 minutes just yelling at, uh, Patrick Williams. <laughs> yeah. He actually turned out to not be that bad. I just still yeah, think he, he was overdrafted. Yeah, uh, yeah, the pick was high, but he's a good player. He's a good defender. Uh, he's number five, right? Uh, you drafted fifth, I believe. Five, yeah. yeah, I believe he yeah. was fifth. And I also have I also have uh, KJ Martin, and I also have Poku in all caps on my uh, Poku. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm glad we both feel the same way about Poku. Poku's fantastic. I'm a big Poku I, guy. He's what we wanted Kristaps uh, Porzingis to be. He's the seven footer who weighs one ninety, and he snakes pick and rolls at the top of the key. Which he plays, he, dude. He's got the handle of a point guard. He's unreal. He's unreal. Okay, I don't get it either. All right, let's get into this all NBA debate. Okay, we're gonna go first. We're gonna talk about it a little bit. Do second, and then I, I think the first and the second are gonna be kind of similar. The I third is more room for open to for interpretation. I think. I think first team is it's all locks at this point, and I think we we're gonna have the same guys. Maybe maybe right. one difference, but. Do you want me to go first? Because they're doing front court and back court now. You know that, right? The, see, yeah, they, they did a weird thing where they had, like, Jokic and Embiid eligible yes. at forward. Yes, I, yes. I couldn't get myself to do that. Um, I, I did it for the specific reason of the pod. <laughs> I had to do it because, cause, okay, because my, you know, my three main MVP candidates, spoiler, it's Steph Curry, Jokic, and Embiid. Those are the three best players this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had to put Embiid on there, and they the NBA gave me the, the opt-out to be able to do that. So I did it. So my top five. You're a coward. I am a coward, bro. I just had to do it. So I have Nikola Jokic, obviously. Yeah. Dylan will be happy somewhere. I have Steph Curry, who might have played his best season ever, better than his MVP outrageous. seasons. He outrageous. was on a, he was on God mode. There's no one on that team. He was just shooting things. It was, un, like, un, honestly unbelievable. I have Embiid, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I have Luca, obviously, and then I have Dane. Those are my five. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, Steph, Dane, Luca, Embiid, and Jokic. Yep. All right. Coward. Who do you got? Who, who do you got? The, the forward spot. Of course, uh, I have to, man. <laughs> I have four of the same. I have Steph, Dane, Luca, Jokic, and then at the other uh, forward spot, I have Giannis. Yeah, that's fair. That's amazing. Giannis is. It's funny. His stats honestly didn't go down. But he won two years in a row, so he's not getting the notoriety anymore. There, plus, you know, the the NBA is a lot about storylines, and I feel like they were supposed to make the finals the last two years, and they didn't. So now the media is not going to cover him as much anymore. That's just how it yeah. works. On to the next cycle, you know. Oh, Giannis is still Giannis is another one of those dudes that I just love. Right, he's just a good dude. What you want in a player? Yeah. Yep, plays hard, loves his teammates. But yeah, so no, I I don't have. It's funny. Dame had a great season. Dame always has a good season. Oh, yeah. Luca's just ridiculous. Get that man some help before he gets killed. <laughs> like, seriously, get that man. Some, his usage Porzingis rate was way too high this year. I didn't look. Uh, Porzingis ain't it. They don't like each other either, I don't think. No. Have you seen them play? I don't think yeah. they get along. There's no, there's no real chemistry there. Um, no, I don't think – I think Porzingis is jealous that Luca gets all the attention, but rightfully so. Luca's fucking – He's better. He's Larry Bird. He's just better. He's, he's Larry Bird, but in today's game, that's what he is. He's, he's uh, yeah, he's good. Um, second I team. I just couldn't get myself to to, to use the, one of those forward spots on NBA. Oh, I wasn't going to, but when I found out it was an option, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to do that." Like, I gotta, I gotta represent, man. Some All right, so second team. Yeah, I know, I know. So second team, I have Giannis. Okay. I have Jimmy Butler. I have Chris Paul. I have Kawhi Leonard, and this one will probably shock you. I have Kyrie Irving. 
Oh, wow. I have Kyrie. I didn't expect to have him that high. I had to put him in there because he's the only net that I have in here because everyone else was injured. And I can't put James Harden anywhere because he tanked the first month of the season. He doesn't deserve any awards. He can yeah. fuck off. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, he can fuck off. He gave up. You know what I mean? I know, I know your sentiments on, on Harden are, are Yeah, I, I can't. We, so, right, I, you and I, at least we can agree on that. Harden sucks. You just can't stand Harden. Yeah, uh, he, he's an amazing player. I can't he's an stand. Player, but I, he's a, yeah, I can't stand him. The, 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 yeah. And Kyrie's kind of Kyrie's Kyrie just annoys me more now. Just for, I don't. He's okay. Kyrie might be the best ball handler we've ever seen. Okay, let's just say maybe maybe one of the best finishers at the rim we've ever seen. Like, yeah. like he's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I just don't like that he quits on his team every once in a while, goes away for a couple of days, and doesn't say anything. Like, if you're going to take time off, tell the team. Here, here's my thoughts on that. Okay, this go ahead. His job. Um, use your PTO. Just use it. Okay. <laughs> they have a summer. They have a summer off, like a whole, like three months. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love Kyrie, man. I, I can't get myself to. I mean, there is a, a little phase where I was like, this dude's kind of weird, but. I mean, when you see he's just doing him, I guess. But he's a when he's playing, he's amazing. He's out. He's outrageous. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Who's your Who's your five? Who's your five besides Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid's your number one, right? Joel Embiid's at my at center for me. Again, I'm sticking to the traditional uh, two guards, two forwards in the center. So then I got Mm. Randall and Kawhi at my forwards. Okay. Uh, Then Jimmy and CP3 at my guards. Uh, I like it. I like it. CP3 is funny. Jimmy's Jimmy's amazing. Jimmy, I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan, dude. He. He's putting up like he's running the offense now to a degree that he hasn't before. Oh, dude! His his playmaking has taken off to a level I don't think anyone has really seen. He all he needed to do is become a member of the Miami Heat, and because that's a team where they just work hard, and that's all he's about is working hard. That's all he wants to do, and it's a perfect fit of player and team. Like there, I don't think there's ever been a better fit in NBA history, to be honest. Yeah, and he's not. He's still not you know, some outrageous shooter. He's not shooting at some no. clip, but he no. he still makes teams pay for, for leaving him alone in corners. Yep. He's gonna, he makes cuts off the ball. Yep. He yep. keeps the offense flowing. You know, he's kind of like not, not Steph-like in terms of his shooting, but Steph-like, you know, he's not going to just stand in the corner if teams are, you know, just sagging off him. He's not going to give a, you know, the defense an extra defender to play with. He's going to... No, exactly. Yeah. He's going to keep the defense moving. He's going to, you know, keep things in motion and uh, I think he had an amazing season. I, I don't think he got a, enough recognition for. I don't think so either. Defensively and offensively, he's. Yeah. And then for for me, honestly, because I don't like Chris Paul, I just don't. <laughs> still. I still don't like Chris Paul. Um, he like Chris Paul had a great season, dude. For year thirty four, however old he is, thirty four, thirty five. I don't know how old he is. Like he had a really his the numbers aren't exactly. They're pretty typical Chris Paul numbers, right? Like yeah. eighteen and eighteen and nine, somewhere in there, a couple steals. But like he really molded this young team and made them tough, which I think is what they needed. He was an extension of Monty Williams on the court because you know Monty coached him in New Orleans. Right. When he got so I mean award, e- uh, exactly. So that yeah. that's all probably going to come full circle, which is cool. So Chris Paul, I feel like is just in a situation where he feels comfortable. He doesn't have to compete with anybody, and he has the ear of every single young player on his team. You know, yeah. it's, it couldn't have been easy having to deal with James Harden and then Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and all the, you know, doc, like all the personalities he's dealt with over the last five, six right. years. Right. This is yeah. probably a nice, like, like, I think he actually enjoyed being in, you know, Oklahoma city last year too. Oh, yeah. For the same reason. Like he looked like he was having fun last year. 
He had fun this year. Like, I think that this is probably the most fun he's had in his career, except for the maybe two years in, in, uh, in New Orleans. This is – I've kind of uh, I've kind of transitioned over into, like, the twilight years of an athlete, you know, just appreciating yeah. who he is, what he's yeah. in the game. And I think these last two years uh, in Oklahoma City and then in Phoenix kind of – I think it, it showed me that I – it's not that I wasn't a fan of him. It was just the personalities around him that I kind of you know, no. That's that's fair. Um, Who do you think it was then? Because I I I have the same like. Which guy is it that was around these guys that we couldn't stand? Was it is it James Harden? Was it Doc Rivers? I think it's Doc. It was, it was Clippers Blake Griffin. Yeah, Clippers Blake Griffin sucked. It was just it was just Clippers in general. Uh, yeah, it still the, is the whole fiasco where where Doc brought in Austin and. Oh God. Uh, you know, they just they, – I didn't like that group just I, – I didn't enjoy them. I mean, I enjoyed watching them play, obviously, who didn't, but you know, personality-wise. And then in Houston, I think it was a James Harden thing. Um, yeah, James Harden. Mike D'Antoni thing. It's not that I – I mean, Mike D'Antoni, I have my only beef with for his Laker tenure. Mr. Um, Pringle. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think these, these, these last couple of years have just kind of shown us who he is as a – you know, how the younger generation reveres him and how they how – they, look up to him and he's moved yeah. the game forward uh, a lot and he's he has been, he's been so important for the game of basketball over his career. he's he, is he a top three point guard for you top four point guard top five point guard all time all time i don't want to put an exact number i'm just going to say in general top 10 um, so i i got it like this i got i got magic john stockton and then i got honestly i think chris paul's not top five for me like with with original Isaiah Thomas, and then probably probably Steve Nash. Yeah, I, I think he's ahead of Steve Nash all the time. And then uh, Steph, well, I forgot about Steph too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris well, Chris Paul is Chris Paul's ahead of Steve Nash for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and then uh, Chris. Uh, I don't want to do this to you, but Chris Paul is Russell Westbrook all the time. Answer, answer it now. Chris Paul. Okay, that's fair. You can go. With Chris Paul. That. Chris Paul, Chris, Chris, uh, can you? Yeah, I think you can. Okay, record records wise, Westbrook has way more records, right? Yeah. Actually, technically speaking, Westbrook has more success than Chris Paul does too. Yeah, because Westbrook's been to a finals, Chris Paul hasn't. Westbrook's been to a conference finals twice, right? Two or three times, definitely twice. twice. Once, yeah, twice. Chris Paul hasn't gotten out of the second round. So, I mean, you could argue the case that Westbrook's had a more successful career. Um, that, that actually is kind of a fun argument. Who, a who's of, had a better a career, Chris Paul or Westbrook? That there is, because I mean, they were traded for each other and all that. Because Chris Paul back in New Orleans, he had, a, he had, a good, he had pretty good teams around him. Um, yeah, he did. He had, a, he had a season where he could have won MVP. I think that was 2006 or seven. It was the season in which I think Nowitzki <laughs> won the MVP. Yeah, was that the Katrina season? It was, a, it was the year after the Katrina season because that's a year Kobe should have won another MVP, but they gave it to Dirk. Mm-hmm. But Chris Paul was also right there. Yeah. I mean, so, and you look at Westbrook, he, yeah, he, he's gone to a finals and to two conference finals, but, I mean, he played with Kevin Durant James Harden. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, uh, he's been kind of lucky with, his, with the people he's played with. He's had, but then you look at also they both have taken teams that probably shouldn't have made it to the playoffs to the playoffs and – uh, with OKC last year and then the Thunder uh, in Westbrook's MVP year and what he's done with the Wizards this year. Um, 
All right, you want to just get in? Let's let's get into it right now. So third team, because we're kind of on the we're knocking on the door of it right now. Let's get into it. So All I'll right. go first. Okay. okay, this is my third team. I have Jason Tatum because I got to include a Celtic in there, and it was either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum is better right now. I think he means more to that team. So I have Jason Tatum. I have Rudy Gobert. Unfortunately, we have to have a Jazz in there, though, dude. We have to have a Jazz player in there. I got to put one in there, so I put in Rudy Gobert. I have Bear. Julius Randle. He's the reason why the Knicks are the four seed. Let's just yes. call it what it is. Okay, I have LeBron James in the third team. If LeBron doesn't miss misses like a month less, he's first team for me. Yeah, he really is. And yeah. then my fifth spot on my third team is Russell Westbrook. He's is my is my third it. spot. Okay, I actually broke down some numbers and I looked through it. Okay, Russ supremacy. The, the second half of the season, the Wizards were unreal. Like, they were the hottest – one of the hottest teams, probably the hottest team in the East, and one of the two or three hottest teams in basketball as a whole. And that was because Westbrook decided that he wanted to finally play some efficient basketball and played really, really well. He still had those moments, and I saw them happen, where something – he'll do some weird shit in the final couple minutes of a basketball game, which he always does. That's what he does. That's what you get with Russ. It's what you get with Russ. It's part of the experience. But this was the first time I, like, I kind of just admired what he did the second half of the season, and I enjoyed it. Because he – he if he doesn't play that way, they don't make the ace seed. They were, they were down – I think they were, like – at one point, they were, I think, almost 15 or 18 games below 500. They like, had, they were down and out. They had, uh, I think, a 4% chance at the beginning yeah. of the uh, of April or something like that to, to make even the play just the play. Not even the play-in, this, this the I can honestly say this. This is the first season where Westbrook was getting triple doubles, and I genuinely think that he needed to get them, otherwise they wouldn't have won games. I don't think I could have said that before. He was putting up twenty rebounds. Yeah, 20 I know. Games those those are insane. Regularly. Yeah, Regularly. those are that's it's he averaged twenty two points, twelve assists, eleven and a half rebounds. Like that's. That's not nothing, you know. His percentages <laughs> were what's his three? His three point percentage was thirty one percent, the best he's had in like three years. So that's not horrible for him. Yeah. His free throw percentage was at sixty five percent. So that's not. He's gotten worse at free throws during his career because he was like an eighty percenter. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it, I mean his shots never been that dependent. His, his turnovers are five per game. You know, it's still getting a lot of. But he, that team is not good. Okay, it's him and Bradley Beal against so the world. Because Bradley Beal's not even that good. I mean, let's just call it what it is. They do average 31 points per game, and he's not on my – he's not on my – is he on – okay, is he on one of your three all-NBA teams? He's battling for a spot. I, I'm, I'm torn between him and – But is he – but is he there? He's not uh, – he's not – Okay, because. that's what I'm saying. He averages 31 points per game, and he's not on any of our three NBA – all-NBA teams. You know what I mean? I can't – I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just think that – I don't know. It's – there, there's something that I'm missing with Bradley Beal. I do like him, though. I like Bradley Beal. I'm not saying I don't like him. Um, no, okay, so what's your what's your, your third team? So I have I also have Gobert center. Um, okay. Like you said, just got to put him there. Got to put a jazz there. Yeah. Ended, so. yep. uh, then I got Paul George at one forward. Uh, okay, I, I, I thought LeBron about that one. The other forward. Yep, smart man. Uh, just real quick on LeBron. I LeBron would, was an MVP candidate before he went down. I'm not he was going to win the MVP for sure. I, I, I don't know if he was a front, if he was the front runner. He was in the running. Like he was a top. Yes, MVP candidate. it was him and Embiid. Those were the two. 
Jokic, I feel like Jokic was always in the mix, but I mean, that's that's aside from the fact that I think yes. all NBA is not a, you know, it's not an award that comes down to you have to play all, you know, as many games as you possibly can to get it. I mean, LeBron is LeBron. He's yep. affected yep. The, the team in probably better than anybody else could when he was playing and when he was healthy. Um, so I feel like he just, he, he, he deserves that spot regardless. Um, then I have Kyrie. And okay. I think I'm, I'm leaning Russ. I also have Brad Beal here. I, I have him in split between the two, but I think Russ is just, he's insane. Okay. Think, think about it this way. Okay. Let's say, let's say they have John Wall on that team and John Wall is healthy on that Wizards team with Bradley Beal. You take off Russell Westbrook. Do the Wizards make the A seed with John Wall as the point guard instead of Russell Westbrook? I don't think so, no. Yeah, and that's this, that's this, why. This version of John Wall, no. No, I, you're, he's he's fully healthy. He's this way he was two or three years ago. Oh, no, still no. I, no. I, I know. That's, that's the only reason why I think Russell Westbrook deserves third team and, and not I, John Wall or not Bradley I love, Beal. I love John Wall. So um, did I. That, that's that's not an indictment on him at all. I just – No. He just brings out another level in the teams that he's on. He turned Daniel Gafford into an everyday name. Dude, Daniel Gafford looks good, and I can't tell Also on my fantasy team. GM of the year. A, a product of, uh, of Russ is just pure genius. It's, it's, a, it's, so, it's a product of Russ. Yeah, I mean. And, and he's just an athletic guy. He's, he's a great a good, defender. He's a, yeah, he's a good defender. Yeah. That's a uh, deep cut. That Daniel was, that Gafford. Was a, that was a good <laughs> under-the-radar pickup in that, that Bulls trade. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. I know. They did well on that yeah. one. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I have some honorable mentions, though. Bam, I feel like you could. Yeah, Bam, I thought about that. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown could also make his Booker. Zion. Had an insane season. No, nah, I can't. I can't have Zion. Uh, he, he'll be there eventually. He <sighs> he will. He it's just crazy numbers. Uh, I know. Devin Booker, Trey Young, guys like yep. that. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Donovan guy, but yeah, he could get all 13. He could get 13. Uh, what about uh, Terry Rozier? No, 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 not it. Nah, they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough. Oh, Vucevic. Or Demontis Sabonis. Those are guys. Well, I think I think Sabonis. Sabonis is great. A third team spot. It's just yeah. there's a lot of guys ahead of him at his position. I know, but he's an amazingly underrated player. Yeah. He has a ton of so skill. Yeah. I know, I know, he really is. And then obviously KD was probably really close, just didn't play enough games. Yeah, KD. So yeah, I mean, obviously he's still Kevin Durant. He could still, still Kevin Durant. He wants on the court. So they just not playing I mean, enough yeah, games. That, that, not not healthy this year, and that sucks, but. I know. Yeah, those, those are my. Those are my. Oh no! I like. All right. So let's wrap this thing up with MVP. Okay. This year MVP was different because, like you said earlier, we had a three-horse race. It was you know Joel Embiid, LeBron James, and you know Nikola Jokic for for you know when they were all healthy. Those are the three guys, right? Like you, we can agree on that. Yeah. Okay. So as you know, then LeBron went down, Joel went down, and you know Jokic kind of remained. And he was healthy the entire time. And then a couple other names popped up. You know, Steph's name popped up. For me, Steph's number two this season because he was just outrageous. And then I even thought about – this is crazy. I thought about Julius Randle in the MVP conversation. I mean, if they had a – I really did. One through five ranking, he'd make it – He'd be top five. He'd make it in the top five. He was that important, I think, this yeah. year. And then obviously yeah. Luka would probably be up there too. Dame would probably be up there. But for me, the winner is Nikola Jokic. I also have. They lost Jamal Murray about a month and a half ago. They actually 
continue to win the same amount of games. You know, it's Jokic is a player that we've never seen before. He might be, he definitely is. He's the greatest passing big man we've ever seen. He's he plays game. like a point guard. He's got an amazing jump shot that's unguardable. It's Dirk esque with no jump, no knee up. It's just way over his head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's, he's an amazing player. Like, yeah. he, like, he's able – he's more lean now. He's moving around a lot better. Like, he's a wizard with the basketball. He is such a fun player to watch. And he's just you, goofy as you, shit. You can't take any plays off watching him. No. Because he might do something that just, like, makes your – Amazing. He's out. He's very Magic Johnson-esque in all seriousness. Yeah. He, he's, he's a great showman. Oh, my God. He's fun a, to watch, a, dude. A big, uh, you know, just goofball of a guy that he is. He's uh, – The doughboy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so I, I also have Jokic winning MVP. My yeah. rankings are a little bit different. I had Embiid second and Steph third. Uh, yeah, Embiid was, Embiid, Embiid was third for me. Being, being you know, kind of the, the second anchor, I, I say second because Ben is just outrageous on defense. But oh, yeah. second anchor to that, that Philly defense. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, you know, his, his shooting splits were, oh, were insane. He's a great shooter. He shot over 40% from three this year. I know. Which was – I don't think he was ever over like 35 36%. Uh, I can actually check you on that one right now real quick. Let me see. I'm, I'm curious myself now. I can't move forward. Uh, this season he was – yeah, he was 37% this year. And now it's his best percentage he's ever had in his career this year. Yeah. For being a seven-footer, that's completely dominant, super strong, amazing. Hakeem, you know, Olajuwon post moves. That's – his, now his numbers are crazy. 28 and a half points, one and a half blocks, one steal, 11 rebounds. Like, he shot 85% from the free throw line at seven foot one. Yeah, he had like a 30 uh, uh, player efficiency rating. Uh, yeah, he's – Something outrageous like that. Yeah, he's uh, – Oh, that's another thing I wanted to say for Westbrook. I didn't mean to – I got to cut back. Please. So, I can always talk Westbrook. Okay. So, Westbrook's MVP year, okay, he had the highest usage percentage of any player ever at 40%, which is a lot, okay? Like, that, and that's why I always say, like, his usage rate is really high. But this year, he was only, like, 12th in the NBA, which for him is efficient as hell, especially with the numbers he was putting up. <laughs> like, that – when I when I saw that, I was like – and, well, Luca was at, like, 38. And I was like, get this man some help. Like, for the love of God, get this man some help. But, no, that's why I admired Westbrook's stats more this year because his usage rate was down. Yeah. So he was able to put the same amount of his numbers, but he wasn't trying to play hero ball every single possession. So I actually yeah. admired that. That was the first time I think he's ever done that since he left KD. You know, so I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know his clutch stats were they were better this year. <laughs> were ridiculous. They were they were better this uh, year. He he had a good season. I think he I think he had some of the best clutch stats him and Dame. But uh, you know, just touching on some of the the other MVP candidates. I mean, obviously sure. Steph. He's yeah, he had a, a an, out of, an otherworldly type. Uh, Unbelievable. Team. I don't know how he got that team. I mean, the team itself, they, you could tell they, the the system they have in place, where they, everything's just kind of, um, you know, uh, an even flow on offense, even though it's, uh, it's a really unpredictable offense. Yeah, made it work. Andrew Wiggins was, to his credit, really good this year for them. I didn't yeah. think he would have, you know, long. I traded for him. Didn't I trade him from you? No, I tri- I got him. I got him from Doug. That's who it was. Yeah. He, uh, he, I think he was great for them. I didn't think he was he'd great. He'd have this kind of season. Um, mm-hmm. He was efficient. He had, uh, really good on defense. And, uh, 
We saw him last night. He was – Oh, he – yeah. I think he has something to prove against LeBron, too. LeBron traded him back in 2014. <laughs> so, <laughs> they just drafted yeah. that kid. The next day, now nah, we want Kevin Love. Oh, okay. Biggest smile on his face. And next day I know. Cold-ass Minnesota. Uh, rough. Uh, rough. Dame, Dame had made a case for himself uh, in the season, but uh, putting up the numbers that he was and shouldering the load that he did, it's hard to sustain that. Um, yeah. Injuries kind of ravaged that team again with Nurkic being out, with I, being I, out after having a great start. And, you know what's funny is I think they got to get rid of the coach. I think Terry Stotts is kind of done. That team has too much talent to not be better than what they are. I think – it, I think it can go back to the to the the front office a bit. They they never they haven't really made any big acquisitions. They haven't really tried to push for any. Yeah, but they're kind of stuck salary cap wise because of that big contract they gave to CJ and the one they gave to Dane too. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of stuck. Even with Nurkic too, I think he's due for a salary uh, a contract extension as well. Yeah, but I mean you, they. You, they've never really made a push to to make a big move to kind of. No, you're right. They, you're right. Yeah. They, they got Nurkic from from Denver, which was good. He's you know he's a good good defender, good enough on offense, a good pick and roll guy with with Dame. Yep. Um, you know, but they just never really got many good pieces around them. They drafted Zach Collins, who's a ghost at this point, nowhere to be found. Uh, that guy has maybe okay. Let's say most punchable face in the NBA. Think he's up there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the most punchable face. I think T.J. McConnell is maybe. Yeah, McConnell's got that too. I like watching him play, but. Uh, no, but I honestly think it's Zach Collins or Myers Leonard, but he's not in the NBA anymore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a way to go. That's tough, man. He's, he's gone. He'll never play again. That was it. <laughs> That's oh, tough. He got, he got traded for the ghost of Trevor Ariza, who is know. pretty good. I know. What are they doing over there? They got him and Andre Iguodala and all these randoms and Victor Oladipo who needs to retire at this point. And oh, poor Victor, he should have. Dude, taken, he had I know. two, three chances to get good uh, contract extensions. I know. I know. I feel bad for the well, guy. I know. So no, we we actually agreed more on these lists than I thought we were going to. Yeah. I think that just points to the fact that you know this season wasn't exactly what we all envisioned it as. There was a lot of things that happened. You know. Basically, if you stayed the course and you played a majority of your games, you're going to win these awards. That's kind of how it. That's kind of how it ended up, which is I think why it was a little bit more predictable. And you know, we'll see how we do when the awards are are uh, are you know given out. I'm curious. We'll see who gets the most points. So I'm, that'll be kind of fun. You want to just hit some some quick playoff predictions? Yeah, let's do it real quick. It's that time of year. All right, let's do it. So all the seedings are set now. Obviously, let's do um, it. So we got our one versus. Oh, actually, no, not all the seasons are set up. Uh, I think Golden State is gonna is gonna beat out uh, Memphis. Yeah. You know, Utah versus Golden State. That that series could be, it could be fun. I think ultimately Utah will win, but I think the Warriors will give them a good six, maybe seven games. I think they, the Warriors are gonna just, win. You think they would win? Yeah. How many games? Six. Six. Yeah, if Donovan Mitchell isn't playing, I give the Warriors a solid chance because the playoffs are different in the regular season. We all know they that. Are. They are. I, it's a different type of animal. I just if, the the best players they rise to the top. You know what I mean? And Steph Steph's done this. Draymond's done this. 
they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna lead that team. The ghost of Clay Thompson is gonna be somewhere on that court, just draining threes. <laughs> it might just it might just take over the body of Jordan Poole uh, coming yes. off the bench. And, uh, <laughs> Shout out to you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say a Michigan player on the pod. I always have to shout out you Tommy. To. I have to. Uh, it just has uh, to happen. If, if the Warriors could somehow force that to seven, then, you know, the, yeah, yeah, anything could happen. Especially yeah. when you have Steph on your team. Um, oh, of course. Lakers, I think, will get Phoenix out in five. And I got him in five. I, just think I, I, think, I think it's just a bad matchup. The Lakers are a bad matchup for anybody. Everyone. Uh, they, no one wanted to play them. I, obviously, any team with LeBron and Anthony Davis is going to be hell to go up against. Um, and and with Caruso and KCP and Wes yeah. Matthews played good and Drummond if he ever figures his shit out and Gasol and we're we're stacked all fifteen guys are good yeah like yeah you want to play Devonte Kaycock our two guard Jared Dudley <laughs> like go ahead get in there <laughs> no MCL just no MCL I know uh, uh, Denver versus Portland I think even though uh, I think Denver's pulling out that series in six maybe seven. You know, honestly, I don't think that Denver's going to win that series. Sorry, Dylan. I think that the loss of Jamal Murray will hurt them in the playoffs, finally. I would have said – if I had known this was a matchup at the beginning of, of Murray's injury, I would have said the same thing. But Michael Porter Jr. is – Oh, he's great. He's great. He is who we thought he was. And then the addition of Aaron Gordon is nice. Like, give it – next year, the Nuggets are a one or two seed, without a doubt. With a full season of who they got – they're an amazing team. They have a great backup point guard in uh, what's that kid's Composo. name? Monte Morris? No, not Compazzo. Not Compazzo. No, no Compazzo love. Hey, hey, no, no Compazzo love. That guy's a good passer. He's competitive on defense. He does what he can. Guys, um, he's like an open uh, door defensively. Dude's like five foot three, one hundred and six pounds. I still, yeah, I still think. Denver could could come at that series. Yeah, that it'll be a fun series. It could be seven games. I can yeah. see that. Um, Clippers, Dallas, uh, Dallas. I, you got Dallas. Wow. Yeah. Last year, the only reason why the Mavericks lost is because the 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 Clippers bullied Luca. Their bully is gone. Trez isn't there anymore. Marcus Morris still is, but they're going to be watching that like Hawks. I think so. When when the Clippers first acquired Rondo, I kind of laughed at the acquisition because of what they gave up. They gave up picks and cash for him, and Lou uh, Williams, and Lou Will. Uh, but I mean, Lou Will was kind of he, he, he's done. It's weird. He really went away. He's he's a, he's just too much of a liability on defense. He can't. Play yeah, he can't. But, he uh, can't defend. But I think Rondo he fits well with this team. He's kind of what they need. When uh, I think last year, a lot of the problems that Clippers ran into was late in the shot clock, late in the game clock. They kind of scrambled and were just kind of just hoping a shot would fall in their laps or just go to Kawhi or Paul George one-on-one and, you know, they couldn't really get much going. Yeah. Um, I think Rondo's a good organizer for them. I, I think the Clippers will win that series in six. six. I, I, I mean, I can see that. I, I think it's more I want the Mavericks to win, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll see the Clippers win, but. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait, so so who do you, so what are the matchups in the East? We'll do this ones real quick, and then we'll pick up our pick our, our finals matchup. So uh, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn, or I'm sorry, Philly, Washington, Philly, Washington. Philly's gonna probably beat them in four. Yeah, I could see, I could see the Wizards if if Bradley Beal gets hot one game, like winning a game, stealing a game. Yeah, yeah, like five max, but it'll it'll probably be a sweep. The yeah, Philly's I, just they're too much. I have Philly sweeping. Um, yeah, it's too much. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, Brooklyn and Washington. Uh, or I'm sorry. I have, I did this before. Brooklyn and Celtics? Yeah, Brooklyn and, and Boston. That's a, that's a sweep. Brooklyn's going to sweep yeah. the Celtics. Uh, 
Their Celtics are they're, they're just they're not they don't play hard. They don't There's something about you know what's funny. Did you watch it the the last couple of seasons? Whenever Kyrie plays the Celtics, he goes off, busts him for like 45 points, and then all the Celtics want to dap him up and give him a hug and be cool with him after the game. Those guys are not they don't those guys in the Celtics aren't competitive enough. I don't think. I don't think it. I think. I think it's the culture. I don't think Brad Stevens is the right guy. No, I, their roster just still doesn't make sense to me. No, they have no center. They have no center. They oh, traded away Daniel Fais. Robert, Robert Williams has actually had a, a nice uh, season uh, ascending into a solid starting center role. Um, he's clearly, they don't. Obviously, he's, yeah, he's not on the level of a lot of the other guys around him. I, I still, I still think he's a good piece on the right team. He could be a, a huge contributor. But with what they have now, they signed Tristan Thompson, who's a lesser player at this point than Tice. Then they trade Tice so they can pay for Thompson's contract. They have yeah. Romeo Langford, who is supposed to be a big deal, but has yet to pan out to anything. They have Carson Edwards, who I don't understand. He, he was good in the tournament two or three years ago, and that was it. Yeah. They have Aaron Neesmith, who's now starting. Like, who the fuck is that? Grant Williams got worse this year. I don't know what he what they thought he could turn into. He's just a – He's garbage. A big guy who can't shoot. Peyton Pritchard, some random little white guy. I credit to he him. plays hard though. He's, he plays hard though. He, he, he's a decent player. Um, he plays hard. I, I gotta yeah. He panned out better than I thought he would. Um, Dude, me too. I thought he would be overmatched in the NBA. Yeah, Tatum is just a, a stud though. I, I could see. I could yeah, see no. another. I could see like you know same with the Wizards. Uh, Stealing a game if Tatum gets hot. Game, if he gets yeah, I know that uh, max five games. I call sweep though. Milwaukee, Miami. Um, oh, I got Miami in that one. You got Miami again? I got Miami in that one. I think Jimmy Butler is not going to lose to Milwaukee. I want to say that too, but circling back to the addition of Drew, um, he's just – he elevates them at both ends at, at a much higher clip than most people could. He Yeah? He can, he, can def- he can defend one through four, and if they're playing small ball, he could defend one through five. Uh, oh, that was scary. My my browser like played music. Oh god, that scared the shit out of me. Did you see that? I saw that. Oh man, you didn't hear it? I heard a little bit. But I oh my god, that was terrifying. Whoo! <laughs> Fuck, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in the episode for sure. Oh god. Oh man, that was fucking loud. Are you okay? I'm okay. What were we talking about? Fuck, that was loud. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami. <laughs> okay. Oof. Um, <laughs> I, I think, oh, man. Um, I think this time around, Milwaukee, yeah, the, a lot of their issues last year on the defensive end was they they didn't have a, a willingness to switch. They just they played everything straight up. This year they've done a lot more switching, maybe to their own detriment in the regular season, but I think that's it's part of the growing pains uh, in, in implementing something new like that. Uh, yeah. I just think that now – yeah, no, but I just think now the Heat have way too many guys that can guard Giannis. Like, they legit have, like, four or five guys that can guard, and they have Adebayo, Butler, Trevor Reza, Andre Iguodala, you know, like, they're, you know, I, I think that they got too many guys that can throw at him. bother him, but Giannis is – Giannis is still Giannis. Yeah. I know. Um, but I think, you know, and if they do throw those guys at him and, and crowd him, Drew is good enough to get his own shot and still – Yeah, he is. Drew's shots, great. He big shots. Yeah, Drew's great. Um, and Middleton is still, I mean, an amazing shooter. He's a great shooter. I have my, uh, I have my own feelings about him in the postseason, but oh, he's like Paul George. But I think with, uh, I think Drew sliding in at, the, at being 
their second best player and bumping Chris down to the third. You know, I, I think he's the, their third best player at this rate. Uh, I think it relieves some of the pressure that he he buried in, in years past. Yeah, yeah, that's it, true. It, That'll it help out. Him and, and, yeah, Drew Holiday is really the second option now, and Chris is relegated to the three, which is probably best for the team and best for Chris. Less pressure. Yeah. So I, I like that. I can see that. That'll be a good series, though. That might be the most intriguing series. Get, give me Bucks and seven. I got I got Heat and seven. Yeah, that, that, that one could go either way. I, I can go I either way. Milwaukee this year, is, they made the right moves this year to push them. Yeah, that's true. All right, what's the last one? New York and Atlanta. That'll be – I'm excited. I got Atlanta. I do also have Atlanta. And, uh, the reason why? Because finally Atlanta got smart and they're not giving Trey Young the ball anymore. I, I'm not a Trey Young fan. I said this before. Okay. But after – okay, you understand why I'm not now, right? They have a point guard now that's playing and passing the ball in Bogdanovich, and they're a better team now. Right? Do, do, you are, saw it. I don't think it's – okay. There, there's a little bit of truth in that, that yes. Trey with less responsibility and more off-ball movement is better – Way better. Is better in the grand scheme of things for the Hawks. Yes. Um, but they also, I mean, they didn't have a Bogdanovich before. They didn't have a Danilo Gallinari before. DeAndre Hunter took yeah. a huge jump this year. Capella yeah. is a monster. Uh, yeah. Kevin Herter is yeah. really good. Kevin Herter is good. Um, they they have a really good team this year. And the record might not reflect it just because they, they were swarmed by injuries. They got hot, like, right after. They were the other one of the hotter teams in the East besides the, uh, yeah. the Wizards. I think they, they got red hot once Trey got hurt. I think people are are starting to kind of overlook them a little bit. They're they're better than they look on paper. Oh, they're good. They fired the coach. And they started doing better. Yeah, yeah. So which uh, which normal which sometimes happens. Yeah. So it's that I I got the Hawks in that one, and probably honestly five games. I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks are they're gonna come because I don't think the Knicks are a four seed. Just I really don't like. I know their record shows that they are. I know I I praised them earlier on in the podcast, mm-hmm. but. It's it's the Knicks, dude. <laughs> you saw Soul, right? Yes, I did. Remember the Knicks? It's, there's that one instance in Soul where she basically the was it 22, 24, whatever the, the the girl's name is, where she just like messes with the Knicks all the time, and they're like, oh, they, you know, they've been bad forever. Do you remember that part? I don't. What? I miss that. You're gonna have to rewatch it. That was yeah. a great part. Yeah. But anyways, it's the Knicks. So. Finals matchup, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Who do you got? Coming out of the East, for me, it's a toss-up. Um, but it can't be. You got, you got to be definitive. I don't think Brooklyn will make it out of the East. No, I don't I, think so I either. They could. It would not surprise me if they did. I just don't think they will. I think it'll – I'm leaning Philly. You're leaving Philly? I think this is the most complete team they've, they've had. Um, and if they're, you know, they're clicking at the right time and they're all healthy, I think this is, this is the year that they – come out of the East and at the very least make the Eastern Conference Finals because God damn it, this process isn't working if they don't make the Conference Finals at least. You want to hear mine? Oh no, I don't, but I do. It's going to be a rematch of last year's final. It's going to be Lakers and Heat again. I really do think so. Eric Spolstra, I think, is one of the most overlooked and undervalued coaches in sports history. Not just NBA history. Yeah. In sports, Eric Spolstra is a genius. He's in basically series, Pat Riley 2.0. Yeah. yeah, in a series, there's not a coach you want to see less than Spo because he's Spo- – He studies. He got his ju- – he was the video coordinator for the Heat. This guy watches tape. That's how he got his job. So, yeah, he's – yeah. 
he, there's no one better prepared going into a series than Spo. No, than Spo. He's he's the most prepared. I I honestly think we're gonna see a replay. It, it's not what anybody. I think it's one of those years where you're not going to see the traditional, you know, one seed versus one seed or one seed versus two seed. You know, on and on. Lakers are a seven seed. There might be a seven seed going to the finals this year. Yeah, <laughs> which would be the lowest seed to ever make it to the finals. And then I believe what the 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 Heat are what also I think they're the six seed right? They're yeah they're the six seed. Six seed. So they, seven versus six. I'd put my money on it. I would do it. Fuck it. Cash out. Cash out. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now. I'm make that bet. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Before we sign off, you got any last words? Anything final you want to say? Um, I, this season was stressful. Um, yeah. It, it's it wasn't it was hard to really get completely invested in it. Obviously there's it's basketball. I'm going to watch regardless, but you know, with COVID and guys being out from injuries and I know so many big names missed so much time and it was so many great players got injured and yeah. And you know, teams playing in, in stadiums without fans, you could tell really hurt the product. And uh, it was, that was tough to watch. It was, but I mean, now you see it, it it's, it's starting to run on a form. It's it's starting like, to get better. Things are coming back. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I hope uh, we get to see every every team at full health or as healthy as possible in the playoffs because I think not only the fans deserve it, but the teams deserve it because they they went you know they endured a hell of a season. Uh, they did. You know, with uh, you know however many times they're testing a day and I know. quarantine periods had to go through, and some guys are you know had to be stranded in hotel rooms in cities five states away from their hometown and yep. You know, you know, nobody deserves a, a healthy playoff run more than the players, and I think the fans could really, uh, could really use it because it was it was a rough year. But um, it was I'm still excited. I'm still excited. As hell oh no, playoff basketball is the best basketball. There's nothing like it. It's 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 fantastic. So I'm I'm excited because the season was hard to watch, but you know the playoffs are going to be good. Lakers start uh, Sunday. 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 We start Sunday. Game one in Phoenix. Fuck them. Last time we were the seven seed. <laughs> Kobe hit a game winner in game three from the free throw line. You remember? Game four. Was it game four? They went up 3-1. Yes, it was. Game four. Oh, yeah, 3-1. I remember that day because we were, I was at my dad's house. We were swimming, and I, I had a knife. I was going to open up some goggles, and I stabbed my finger. Like, I cut off a good portion. That's why I remember that day really vividly. So that's, I don't think that a lot was, of people can relate to that. But, nope. Uh, I hope no one else can. Hopefully everyone has all their, all their fingers out there. But I'm just telling you, that's, that's where it was. I stabbed my I, – I, I cut off a little par- portion of my finger. And, you know, I have my middle finger, so I say, fuck you, sons. And in, in light of Kobe, Kobe hated the sons, so we hate the sons. And we're going to kick their ass, and we're going to ride this thing to the top. Um, but, Ethan, thanks for being on, man. This was fun. It's been a while. we got to do more of these. Anytime you want to do another talk. Let me know, obviously, and uh, we'll we'll try to get it going. Now that you have your own mic, which is fantastic, we can just Dude, fucking this do this shit. Awesome, I love. It's got good sound. We'll see how the people. A, what do people you have a, an official name for Camcast listeners? Are they like Cammies? Are they? Uh, I, don't, hmm, I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, if you guys have an idea for the listeners of Camcast, go ahead and DM me on Cam.cast. It's K-A-M.K-A-S-T. Cam Hive. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we got to get the cam groupies a name for your male and females. Cam everyone, fam, Every, cam fam, cam, the cam fam is not bad. I don't, I don't dislike that. If you like cam fam, try to either comment it down here on YouTube, message me on the Instagram, or comment on any of the uh, the platforms I'm available on. But Mr. Ethan, thank you so much for being on, and uh, this was a fun episode. And as always, you guys make sure that you guys follow and like and subscribe and share. You know the channel's been doing pretty good the last month and a half, month, you know two months or so. We've been really growing. 
a lot of activity on the Instagram, a lot of activity on YouTube, you know, a lot of views, a lot of comments. It's been a lot of fun for me getting to interact with a lot of you guys. I want to have more of my friends on because it gets boring talking to myself all the time in a room all by myself. It gets lonely. And now that we're almost out of quarantine, it'd be nice to have more interactions with more of my friends. So I'm, I'm looking to do more of that in the future. And uh, as always, you guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, peace and love. Thanks.